We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. What's good with it? Nice Brits Day in the Midwest, left. Nice Brits. One of them day. days. One of them days. Have to represent. Go back to the old. It's like one of the old school. I got some Tims on. You know, I feel like I do the crisscross. Yes, sir. Yes, one sir. Of the Brits Midwest days, dude. I wish I could have. Let me turn this my humidifier, dude. Because you know, a, a crisp Midwest day, you talk, and then the smoke just comes from your mouth as you talk. That's how it feels in the Midwest. But I can't complain. 50 degrees on Christmas and the majority of the Christmas holiday. Truly blessed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Anora Boys in the Building brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do it. Responsibly. And you got to do a response. Left, what are we doing, man? Like, both of us prior to the holiday were, like, super clean. And now during the, the break, both of us are just, like, growing stuff out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Growing the beards. The cut, the cut will be will be in place real soon, real soon. Well, my barber was just super booked during the holiday, and then he took a week off. Mm. So, you know, I how you gone. take a week off when you got a when you got a skill or a service like that? Well, you make that guap, you can afford it. I, I guess mean, guys good. like my barber here, Julio charging eighty bucks a pop. Julio, Julio, Julio need to have a Julio, Julio just went to the Sun Bowl with the team. He had a whole suite. A suite. He was on the he was on the plane with the team, the bus with the team, had a suite so he could cut the team's hair. The yes. yes. Small market inside. Yes. It's a small market. We should have kept cutting in the basement when we were in high school, bro. That's our fault for not keeping up the hustle. That's on us. Because right now the hustle is real. If you can cut, you definitely 50, 50 minimum. If you cut right now, 50. The team plane and bus. Dude, his IG is proof. What a way to live, man. What a way to live. Left. It was a fantastic, before I get to this, man. Apple Podcast, Spotify. We appreciate you. Audio edibles each and every day. Our award show is up. So go check that out. And I would like to announce, this is why LL Nation is the best. And this is why next year's award show is going to be even better. People hit me up and leftovers left. And we're like, yo, I wish you guys had given us an opportunity to vote. So I said, hey, even though we did the show, LL Nation can still have their own vote. So all of the categories that we talked about yesterday are up on the YouTube page right now. Go vote right now. YouTube, Lucky Lefty Podcast. 
hit the notification bell, share that thumbs up each and every day. Smash that for us, man. Helps with the views. And of course, subscribe. Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. Now, if you have a GTB question, we'll get to it in the second half of the show. If you want to give us a super chat, we greatly appreciate that as well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But let me get to this leftovers yesterday. I had an interesting conversation, Left. You know, we usually get opinions, right? Positive, negative, whatever. You know, we appreciate all of them, right? Because, you know, if you're taking time to put a comment, that means you're watching. We appreciate the view. So I won't use the name, right? But this person literally posted four comments about the show. The first comment was, man... Y'all super negative. I'm out. 50 minutes later, he he was still posting comments. And that's when I laughed like, yo, I thought you said you were out. Like at the beginning of the show. So I just cracked up laughing. I replied to his comments, you know, and it brought me to a conversation I had recently, love. Because entertainment, podcasting, whatever, man, you know, you have your preferences. But what makes someone like someone? I'll give you a perfect example. I use myself and I use my wife because we both love to laugh. We love comedy. We love comedy. You said you can't make somebody like somebody? You can't. You right, can't. Right, right. So I'll give you a perfect example. Let's just take comedy for a second. My wife and I, we love comedy. Love to laugh, right? She can't get with Dave Chappelle. I'm not really the biggest Kevin Hart fan. To me, Kevin Hart. Or Kevin Hart movies. Kevin Hart's a little. Or just the. He's a little too silly. You know what I'm saying? He, it's he like Nickelodeon movies. He do kids he, movies. You know. Well, see, I, I'm not going. But that's not me hating on him. That's just me saying he's not my preference. 
For sure. Dave Chappelle or any comic that's a great storyteller that can make me think about topics, subjects, things of that nature, and still Eddie make Murphy. me laugh. Eddie Murphy. Those are dudes I can rock with. Richard Pryor was a great storyteller. A little more raunchy than a Dave Chappelle. Great storyteller. So that's my preference in comedy. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Hart should be a good storyteller, though. That's all I'm saying. Are we talking about movies? Or are we talking about stand? Yo, you know the one where he, he hit you with the, the one where he you know my boy with. my boy called me and I was trying to tell him I was in the car. <laughs> See, that's funny. Like I was, that's I realistic. Know. No, that's realistic because that's something, man. If you can't relate to that, I don't know what to tell you as a dude. You like, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. <You're> like, hey. <laughs> So yeah, he got he got moments. I don't like his movies though. Oh, the only movie I think I like, like, I definitely don't like any movie he does with The Rock. I think that's just you know corny in his own. But I like the only movie I think I like is the one he did with he did one with Will Ferrell, right? I think I, I think I like that one. That was the only one I really like. Actually, took serious. All them other movies, uh, dude. Will and Ferrell. And the last stand ups, uh, Will Ferrell was so dumb in that movie. Dude. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Bruh, Will Ferrell stole the show in that movie, bro. I was like, yo, this Yeah, that is... was a that was a good movie. That one was good. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like, who that's the LL question of the day. Like, what is your comedic preference? And like, who's your favorite comic right now? Like, if you need a special, a comedy special right now, whose comedy special would you want to watch right now? Right? So they put up the Dave Chappelle special, and I was like, oh, I'm on it. I'm on yeah, it. Yeah, I got to finish it. I'm like halfway through. But it's like, it's the same thing as uh, I saw this article where it said there's no more stars in entertainment anymore. There's no more Brad Smiths, Denzel's like that in 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 TV mm. and movies and stuff. And a lot of it is the, the development. You got to see like Denzel be in smaller movies and, and build up that charisma to, you know, him doing. Well, he hasn't done a superhero movie before, has he? Denzel? I don't think so. I think his closest one was John Q, but that was like a realistic type of fic nonfiction type of thing. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, same thing with comics. Now, as a comedian, if you halfway decent but not known you just get a netflix special you go from there that's like your kickoff you know mm. on the national stage as before you know you get these build-ups build-ups and then you get some stuff with some deaf comedy jam you know you get introduced <clears throat> back when they had uh uh the apollo and they were doing friday night comedy jam like on tv with uh who was that jamie fox as the host yeah that's when you was getting on the uh, Dave Chappelle, Bernie Mac, you know, the guys is coming on the scene. We don't have nothing like that now. You get streaming services, so a little different. Man, I have, I have to get to this because this is going to parlay inside conversation. Uh, DC Irish said the three best teams ever, 2020 Bama, 2019 LSU, and 2018 Clemson. Georgia's got to be in there winning teams. I mean, come on. They was. I'm going to trump all of that. 2000, 2001, Miami is better than all three of those teams. Just go look at the NFL talent, bro. <laughs> like, man, dude, that Miami squad with every in the crew, Andre Johnson. Damn. Willis McGahee, Clinton Portis. But Georgia's defense, man. What? That 2022 team. I'm just telling you. Full team. Cause, cause, and then the players they had on the Because Georgia team. had a better quarterback than Miami. And two, and then, uh, what was no. It? No. Tessaverde is a quarterback, right? Oh, no, I said 2000. So that's that's Dorsey. Dorsey was better than, than your boy. Bennett. Dustin Bennett? I mean, yeah, just different, different time, different time. They had definitely Miami definitely had better running backs. Offensive line the same. 
Miami definitely had better wide receivers. George Pickens and, and Adonis Mitchell. Uh, George Pickens wasn't on their team? In 2022? Yeah. No, he came back injured, didn't he? I mean, he only had like half a season. I'm just saying starting lineup matchups. Show me the Hall of Famer that was on their team. Miami had a Hall of, had Hall of Famer. Well, you know, that's 20 years that's, from... That's Andre Johnson and Reggie Wayne. What, right. what are you talking about? Give us give us 20 years after the Georgia team okay. last year. We'll, okay. We'll but that's right fair. now... I that's mean, fair. They, they definitely... I mean, it's just hard to repeat what they was doing. They was doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, that 2001 Miami squad, bro, was they wasn't putting up the points, and the 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 margin of victory wasn't the same. Now, what are you talking about? The margin of victory between wins of Did 2022 you, Georgia. Georgia was beating teams by like 30 points my, on my, average. We I mean, look at it. Yeah, you 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 bug it, dude. Because oh, they God. won the they won the championship game by like 30, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken. Thirty three seven, sixty one zip, forty three twenty one, thirty nine seven, forty nine twenty seven, forty five three, thirty nine nothing, eighteen seven, fifty nine nothing, fifty five seven, twenty six twenty four, thirty seven fourteen in the championship game. Okay, that's that's oh, about the bro, same. That's, about bro, the same. Yeah. that's why. <laughs> that's about the same. I mean, they talk about two ultimately dominant teams. Like, <laughs> it would be nice to see those two match up. I mean, hell, the, the Bama team with Dante Hightower. And they got cheated. They got cheated out of the back-to-back the following year on that pass interference call. But you're an Ohio dude, so you probably thought that I mean, was that Florida State call. team was nice, too, now. Jameis Winston's year with Jalen Ramsey and all the guys they had, too. Yeah. That was another good year when they went undefeated. So yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there's a that few Miami teams. squad, dude. Yeah, it's just different areas of football. If I'm not mistaken, was Devin Hester like a red shirt freshman on that squad? No, that was his red shirt year. No, well, you're judging it based off of the what happened to them after I'm basing it upon the fact that they dominated. They dominated. They were the clear cut. We're going to talk about this too. What was the last? Georgia might have been the last clear cut. Just because you win a national championship, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're the best team, especially right. in tournament play. Because right. all it takes is one game. If right. Georgia played Alabama three times this year, Georgia beats Alabama two or three times. If Michigan plays Georgia instead of Florida State, you know, and that's that. fair. But. Georgia and Alabama only had one matchup, and Alabama didn't say make the same mistakes that they made yesterday against Georgia. And Georgia made mistakes. They turned the ball over in their territory, gave away points. So it is what it is. Let's get to it, left. What's smoke? What's smoking brought to you by Fashion Geek, AlonzoJackson.com, Fashion Geek. We run the city. Check out their new collab with Planes at AlonzoJackson.com. Hey, left. Great day of college football. We're going to get to how it impacts Notre Dame, what it tells us about Notre Dame in 2024. Interesting, though. I tell people all the time, kids don't come here with issues, you know, they're kind of formed by the environment, the adults they're around, the adults that are pouring into them. And I feel that way about great teams. Coaches can really mess things up, right? But there's nuance to it, left. There really is nuance to it. And I know a lot of Notre Dame fans, as they watch that classic, dude, I told you, dude, I knew that venue would give us the Rose Bowl in the playoffs or national championship game has given us two classics. Two classics. It gave us Texas, USC, and it gave us Alabama, Michigan. 
I stand on it. The Rose Bowl is the greatest venue for college football. You think so? Like you, you want college football in that setting, on that field, it is, dude, it is one of the best college football theaters ever. It just is. It just is. It was. I wish Keith Jackson could have called that game yesterday because his voice on top of that game would have been incredible. Absolutely incredible. Notre Dame fans watched the first half, and I know they said to themselves, yep, this is how Notre Dame offensively shows up in big games. Because Tommy's game plan was awful early. Absolutely. How do you know you struggle to protect the passer? And a team as aggressive as Michigan, how do you basically just hang Jalen Milrow out the dry early and not run the ball? It was one of the worst offensive game plans with that much time for preparation that I've seen. No motion, no creativity. And I said, Notre Dame fans are sitting here saying, this is what we had to look at this year. Yeah. I know that's what they were saying. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and a lot of it, I mean, it was just standard Notre Dame process. You know, you can turn off the first half and not miss anything. And that's exactly what happened. You can turn off the first half and not miss anything. It wasn't until they made a couple of plays as individual players kept mm-hmm. them in the game. But that's what it is. I mean, Tommy didn't come with anything. Like you said, it felt like with all that time, you would have thought it would have looked like Texas and Washington. Texas and Washington first half was a really good game. I mean, you could tell that they planned out well. And then their great players made great plays. It'll be Michael Penn's putting on the money all day. And to have Jalen Milrow look so helpless in the first half outside of the protection calls, but just it didn't look like we were calling anything under his skill level. You got him dropping back all them times early on for what? Mm. You know that's not his game plan. You know he's going to get nervous in the pocket. So it just made a huge difference. It's awful. Now, this is another thing we're going to get to. We talk about Notre Dame. Michigan is a team. I'll say this. The two teams meeting in the national championship, it's debatable whether or not they're the best team in the nation. But Michigan and Washington, in my opinion, are the two most mentally tough teams that I've watched all year. And they both are charmed teams. Yeah, this is the the best offense versus the best defense. I always think that makes the best show for a national championship. But the team, the country's best defense, Michigan has been very stout all year. And then the obvious offensive threat, like what the commentators said yesterday about Washington, they'll score against anybody. You know, 2,000 Ravens, they're going to move the ball and put points on the board. So one of the best offenses in the nation got two first round, damn near look like three first round receivers. Michael Penning is huge. The running game is is, is strong. So to, to have the best show, put the best offense in the country that's won all the games they needed to to get there, very deserving versus a tough defense in Michigan that complements the run game. So it'll be very interesting to see which way this goes, but it's going to be an interesting game and, and one that's very deserving. I don't. I think they got, got it right this year. I don't think it'll be the Georgia TCU championship like last year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, 
Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You have to say they got it right. I'm not one to sit here and say, yo, if a full Florida State team was there, they would have done this, they would have done that. But we got two fantastic games in the semifinal. That we do know. College football won last night. College football won. Ooh, I'm getting seasick, boy. You did that on purpose, boy. You did no, that on no, purpose. No, no. You did that on purpose. You're trying to show everybody your willis. No, sir. No, sir. Wait, on top of that, too, it also showed, by the way, what the playoffs will look like. And if they can match up good games in the playoffs, the Rose Bowl will only be the cherry on top to all the other seeding games getting towards the final game. And you know what left? Third quarter and championship games, you have to take advantage of opportunities against good teams. Did we not see Notre Dame have opportunities against good teams this year and not take advantage of it? Yeah, we Washington, saw that. Washington capitalized on stuff. Let me tell you something. Ladies and gentlemen, the best player in college football on yesterday was Michael Penix, and it wasn't even close. Yeah. It wasn't even close. From a control standpoint, he was the control of the game. Dude, Texas, there was nothing Texas could show him. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know something else that you said, left? I thought about this today. Three of the four quarterbacks were second-year quarterbacks in their system. Yeah, I... I know. Jalen Milrow <laughs> was Jalen Milrow. If he gets back to the playoffs next year, I guarantee you he will look much better. He'll look. He'll look a lot. He'll better. look much better with the second year in his system. Much better. That's it. See, and another thing with Tommy failed him. Jalen, you can tell Michael Penix, Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow had no concept of where blitzes was coming from, and how to get his offensive line and communicate with guys. At all. At all. You can tell. He had no pre-snap no pre -snap type of conversation. No. Changing protections. Mm -mm. It was call it and run it. Mm -hmm. And if you get in trouble, you're black. Do your thing. Do the, do the, do the run around thing. <laughs> I mean, that's what it looked like to me. Because I'm like, you didn't build in no extra tight end support. You didn't build in really no schematics on a play-action level. Early on, you were just dropping him back. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not even – I'm sure he's not comfortable with that. Man. But to be having the amount of time you did to get ready for this, I'm sure you could have thought of something way better than that. You know, so it was very typical of a Notre Dame day. But you definitely feel the disconnect of the offense throughout the entire game. You knew Michigan and the way they score and AJ McCarthy's, you know, his limited ability. I knew there it was only a matter of time before they get points because they're going to be slow and methodical. Alabama had opportunities to score all types of ways. They dominated and, the third quarter and just didn't get the points left. Yeah, and, it, and it's just because Jalen Milrose – growth still within the system and mm -hmm. it's obvious you know things he needs to get better at to be a more consistent quarterback i mean he's definitely a raw 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 project more raw than what a cam or lamar was and that's obviously a limiting factor and i'm sure tommy was frustrated and in the game calling the game for him yeah because yeah, there's now, plenty of things I'm sure he wanted to whip out, and it just it just didn't match, in which it just looked frustrating the whole time. But, yeah. you know, you get to the last play. I think the last play of the game summed up the disconnect between Tommy but it, and his It summed up Alabama all year, left. <laughs> it summed up Alabama all Alabama, year. Alabama played the exact same game that they played against Auburn. They just played a better team. I see it. Auburn couldn't. They played just as sloppy, just as many penalties. Dude, Jalen Milrow was chasing low snaps all day. 
it was the same. He was inconsistent, right? Bad play calling. All of that happened against Auburn. They should have lost. They got lucky at the end. They made a play. Unfortunately, Jalen Milrow couldn't make the play to save the day once again. That was the difference. Right. But, but Alabama, that was one of the things we said going into this game. We don't know which Alabama is going to show up. Is it going to be the Alabama against Georgia or the Alabama against Auburn? And the Alabama against Auburn showed up. Yeah, And that's what happened. But once again, a team took advantage of the same way Sark took advantage of Caleb Downs with motion and other things. Michigan did the same thing yesterday. Red zone on the fourth down conversion at the end of the game. Caleb Downs is supposed to switch with the motion. Corm was his man in the flat. He didn't take him. That's a true freshman in a big situation, not catching the communication from the linebacker that pointed to the side when the motion was coming. It's things like that, man, that show you. And, and really what I want to get across as we break down this Michigan-Alabama game is that there's so many ways and so many different formulas to be a team that can make a run or get to the playoffs or make it to the semis. Alabama, solid defense. Alabama, just like Notre Dame, the anchor of their defense is not like the old Alabama where it was the front seven. It's the defensive backs that play man-to-man. Michigan took advantage of that because they brought guys across, got the linebackers in man-to-man, and took advantage of it on crossers. They ran crossing routes all day. Michigan doesn't run anything spectacular. They can't with J.J. McCarthy, dude. They it's can't. crossing routes and flat routes. That's it. That's they're it. not taking shots downfield. No. 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 no, they're not doing that. His biggest throws was crossing routes, drags, and outs. That's it. And roll Very out. simple. And that makes Sharon Moore a very smart play caller because yeah, that makes him look really good and yes. smart and a genius and all those accolades and putting up the facade of JJ McCarthy being better than whatever as a standalone talent because of the fact he coached to his skill set. He didn't put JJ McCarthy wasn't uncomfortable at all yesterday. He was just in there managing. Oh, this is my favorite player crossing Dude, out. Oh, this is lucky. That, first, dump off. that first interception was awful. And, oh, and the first interception was just lazy. You just throwing out of bounds, careless with the football. Yeah, and if Caleb Downs is inbounds, Alabama that changes seven the points, game. Changes the game. They got lucky with that. And so Alabama's the type of team where they play two safeties back, weren't as aggressive they are when their front seven was dominant. They got two really nice pass rushes on the outside, but on the interior, they don't have the same guys. Like Cody, Mount Cody, and the other guys that they used to have over the years at that defensive tackle position to dominate. And with that, it impacted the linebackers, and Michigan was able to wear them down late in that game physically. And then Michigan is not going to run away from anybody the way they play. They didn't play when they got to Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, and the good teams on their schedule, they didn't blow them out. They were all fourth quarter close games. Why? Because the way Michigan plays, they're not going to blow you out if you're a good team. They're just not. You're going to be in the game in the fourth quarter, and it's going to come down to who can make the plays in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Michigan, and I just never felt like Alabama was going to get over the hump unless it was a spectacular play like Auburn. Hmm. I just don't think they would have. They could have called a game succinctly enough to just beat Michigan straight up. It would have had to come from some play made by one of their spectacular players. They just couldn't do it last night. So with that being said, there's so many different ways that you can create a championship team, right? And that's something to think about with Notre Dame, especially going into 2024. Like, you know you're going to have the defense. You expect the front seven to be even more talented than they were this year. You add that to the back end being just as talented and the safety position might get even better or get an upgrade. If that happens, now you have a top five possibly. They're top 10 already this year. If they can get to top five, the pass defense was top three this year. If they can get to top five total defense, now you're cooking with grease, right? Now you bring in Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard 
honestly, does not have to be Michael Penix left. He can be J.J. McCarthy if Mike Denbrock can be Sharon Moore with the play call and just play solid. Man, Michigan had all types of mistakes. This is something that I think people have said that Michigan, the Michigan staff outcoached Alabama. I pointed out that I offensively they did. Tommy Reese came out with a poor game plan. I thought the Alabama defense played well. I yeah, just defensively think, they played well. I just think their communication by their players were bad. Now yeah. you could say that's coaching, but when you have a, a linebacker that's pointing during the play and communicating, and you have a freshman safety multiple times that just doesn't react and make the play. And you have to put that on the players. But I think defensively, yo, they held Michigan to 13 points until that last drive. They put they put J.J. McCarthy on spot. That's what it was. That, that is one of the things they did. When the and, run game, and when the run game became methodical instead of explosive, they had to play field position and good defense and all of that. Michigan is just lucky that Alabama is where it is offensively. Alabama never posed a threat to Michigan in the past game, so it became very comfortable for Michigan to just not lose it, not have to put – it was like it came down to who was going to have to put their quarterback in a tough position to win it. Yeah, so you have two – And who do you trust more in a two-minute situation, Jalen Milrow or J.J. McCarthy? I think that one was the battle was. Mm. Look, we're not going to win by outscoring each other. It's just about who can get up and put the pressure on the other quarterback on the last drive. It was funny because in post game, I heard um, Nick Saban say, "Yo, <laughs> I told the team this is about us and what we do." And I said, "Yo, that sounds just like Brian Kelly." <laughs> it's like, oh man, how yeah. many times? Did we hear Brian Kelly say that leading into a big game? It's about us. It's about us. No, it's about you too, bro, as a coach yeah. and your coaching staff. Yeah. It's about you too. And that offense for Alabama was not prepared for that game, bro. I, they just weren't. They were not prepared for that game. You didn't That's, see receivers involved? Where was Isaiah Bond and Jermaine Burton and all those guys? How do you not get the ball to Isaiah Bond? How? How do you not scheme ways to get the dude, Michigan scheme ways to get the ball to both of their freshmen? They were playing both of their man. freshmen when they were playing man. It's you don't like, get the ball to your skilled players that you out recruit everybody for is a crime. Crime. Alabama just put a receiver in the Heisman Hall of Fame. Because they know how to get the ball to their skilled players. You have better skilled players than Michigan has skilled players defensively, and you made Michigan's defense look really good by not even throwing the ball to your main guys. Now, go to the nightcap. Let's stay right there, Left. Were you shocked that it took Sark so long to get the ball to A.D. Mitchell? It was almost I think I think he wasn't planning on that being – the matchup that could take him over the top until he saw it towards the end. Mm-hmm. I think he had an idea of what he wanted to do as a game plan, and a and, and Mitchell became the game plan. I think once they saw the matchup later in the game, I, I just don't think Mitchell was just the focus outright, and it showed. And then once they caught a couple things and they saw a couple things, you you start to see Sark. Start force feeding it. It went from, oh, uh, he get a couple here and there to no, 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 no. We're we're calling go routes. Throw it up to him. So it went from a concert. It went from uh, having him in a game plan to making a concerted effort when the the game was on the line. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, you do all that time preparing and getting ready for the game, and then it comes down to all right, who are my playmakers that I can get the ball to to win the game? Xavier Worthy, and A. Mitchell. It is crazy because you look at that matchup left and you have a team that is 131st in pass defense in Washington. 
and a dynamic offense and the leader in passing yards per game over the last two years in Michael Penix with a wide receiver core that is fantastic, with a play caller in Ryan Grubb that is fantastic. Yeah, it's a trusting. I mean, you saw Sark get a little tight throughout the game. Mm. You saw a little, I saw a little, uh, a little worry in the Washington game. You saw those guys, like he said at halftime. Kevin Boyd said, "We've been here before." They have. They've been through in just about every tough game situation you can be in, playing that tough schedule, and they found ways to win because they're a good team. So they never got tight in the moment. I never felt like Washington got tight offensively. Now I did feel like that last drive where it was a bunch of weird stuff happening. Your running back goes down, saves time. Then your your your, your corner goes down. Then you give up a big play. So I thought they were letting it slip for a second. But like any good team, they find ways to win. They made a tremendous defensive play, slapping the ball away from Mitchell when he could have when Ewers should have just threw it right to him. So he can body it up. He lobbed it instead of just beaming it to him and then make the defense play through the ball instead of making it a jump ball situation. But that's being that's being picky. But I do think that Washington, man, it just proves that when you're a good team, you're gonna find ways to win, even if it looks bleak. Hmm. I, I thought of I thought of the difference between Washington and Notre Dame was similar to the last drive, except they found they made the the pass break up. And we dropped the pick to end the game. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference. They We dropped the game-winning pick on the final drive when they was going down. And they made the, 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 the incomplete pass breakup at the end of the game to win the game. And that's the difference. Both good teams that were getting drove on. Both good defenses. But when it came down to it, they made the plays that win the game and we didn't so I saw a lot of similarities in there with us and how Washington finished because if you take a step back you're like Washington isn't that much better than us I'll I'll say this Kalen DeBoer has to do a better he he's a terrible clock management head coach he was terrible in the terrible Pac-12 clock championship game yeah. terrible it should have had a last, game last night and it had people like well if the kid doesn't get injured that has nothing to do with it dude why are you throwing the ball on third down, which is another 30 seconds, or you take another timeout from Texas, which would have made a difference. Terrible it, clock. It's almost like it's almost like when it gets super tight, he does the out-of-the-box risky stuff that's good. But when it's conventional, in the game, just four minute, run the ball out, clock out, it's so hard for him to do the simple stuff. It's Love. like, dude, there's no way on the planet that uh there's no way in the planet that Texas should have got the ball back. Even the commentators during the Dude. last drive was, I mean, during the drive before the last one was like, okay, Washington's wrapping this up. Let's take a knee. They were kind of like, hold on now. You got you got your guy going down with all this time left. That would have took it down to 25 seconds. Why, why are you even <laughs> handing the ball off to Dylan Johnson? Now this dude might be out for the championship game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, this is the type of stupid stuff. When you manage the end of the game incorrectly, Incorrect, this is the type yeah. of stuff that happens. And he's done it two or three times this year. Two or three. And they, shoot, just, yeah. they just happen to have, once again, dude, in the clutch. They got players that can make up for it. Bruh, That's really what it is. I still don't understand how people don't double-team Romo Dunze in the fourth Because you can't. What's the name? Had two touchdowns, the other kid. Left. Well, I'm just going to have to die that way. That's how they died. Texas died. They gave up two touchdowns to number 11. What was his name? Uh, no, Jalen Polk lit him up. And then McMillan. McMillan got him. Polk got him. Bernard oh, got, got him. Big plays on him. Yeah. Dude, they do. It is amazing. Now, Michael that, Penix was putting it on the money now, too. Man, that dude, accuracy, his accuracy <laughs> last night, man. That brother. Hey, hey, that's a lefty for you right there. Left, left, left. You're my favorite lefty, bro. Michael Penix is coming up on you, bro. Hey, listen, I understand. Listen, I'm I didn't get saying. enough attempts at it, and he's doing everything I felt like I could have did. And he looks really good, man. It's good to see that shit happen. Yo, Lucky Lefty Podcast. So we're talking about the different types of teams. 
that existed in this semifinal matchup, which gives Notre Dame maybe different paths of how they can form a championship team in 2024, you know, get into the playoffs and make a, a run. But Washington was totally different than Texas. Texas defense up front, the two big dudes, right? They do. Dylan Johnson and big games was huge. Last night, 12 carries, like 47 yards, tough sledding. And that's because the run game, defensively, Kukowski had those guys ready, man. And they got those two big hogs in the middle, Javante Sweat and John, dude. And they're deep. It was just tough sledding in the run game. Kalen DeBoer really couldn't get it going. They got a couple of things going on the perimeter. They were able to convert first downs, but see, the, the equalizer was the fact that they kept Michael Penix protected not only from the offensive line. Once again, the Joe Moore Award-winning offensive line at Washington. That's All right. the talk is about Michigan. The offensive line in Washington won the Joe Moore Award. I think, dude, a, 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 man, a career program low sacks given up by their offensive line. But here it is, and this is going to be key in the matchup with Michigan. Ryan Grubbs genius of moving the pocket using motion yeah to keep defenses off balance dude that that slows your aggression now texas got more aggressive in the second half right didn't matter dude because you do what you do you can you have a quarterback that understands where the blitzes are coming from and knows how to set up the offensive line and set up the protections what do you what can you do they literally do mcmillan got off Pope yeah, because all. at oh, some June's point in football, you're going to have to play man-to-man. Yes. Washington has good man-to-man beaters at some point. And then you put a quarterback that has enough control and understanding of the offense to where he can find the times they go man-to-man. So when mm-hmm. you put a talented quarterback that's confident and in control of the offense and you mix that with a coach that gives him the ability to do that in games – it's going to make it hard for any team to defend that the entire time because you're going to have to play man. Texas had to play matchup man type of zones in the back end, and you're you just not going to win that versus two, three first-round receivers. <laughs> you can't be can't be good all over the place. You know, you got two, three first-round receivers running deep outside of you trying to keep everything underneath from those drags and crossing routes. Something's going to open up, and they took advantage of those mismatches. Lucky Lefty Podcast. And then you have Texas, right? Well, same thing for Alabama, though. Alabama had one uh, end of the game. There's a mm-hmm. ton of one-on-ones at the end. Yeah. But Michigan played better one-on-one matchup. Now, they didn't have Michael Penix back there. So the ball getting to the receivers, it was easier for Michigan to defend it. Half the time, Jalen Milrow was throwing it out of bounds. So, so, but, but hey, against Washington, even the tip passes was touchdown from Michael Penix. That's how good he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the receivers are doing a good job, but hell, Michael Penix was putting it in the pocket. That 77 yard post route he threw literally fell oh, in, the, the game. in the pocket. Bro. It Bro. fell in his, like, dude was playing great defense. Had, had the receiver tied up. It should have been a penalty. And who he put the, the ball uh, right in his pocket. Who was the who was that? Greg McElroy said it yeah. best. He was like, yo, this cat is on a heater right now. Yeah, that, like, that, cat, dude, that he, cat doing something crazy. He, he over here, yeah, he's doing something crazy right now. Like he <laughs> dude, he's like Steph Curry or Clay Thompson against the Bulls when he hit just, like 15 threes. It's like <laughs> he just like, it was nothing the defense could have did. That's how you get 400 yards in the game. You doing stuff like that. Like, come on. Jalen Milrow can't do that. That's why you can't win those big games. That's that's the only difference. Yeah, against Auburn, you can get away with it because they're not a good team. But Texas is a good defense. As you can tell, they was, they was there. They was on their Nick Coleman. Nick Coleman had the most perfect coverage of any corner I think I've seen at Notre Dame. But when that ball gets there, he has no idea where it's at. 
Now I don't and know, and that was Texas. Uh, and look, look, Romo Duze against Will Johnson. It's gonna be a crazy matchup. I like Will Johnson. That's gonna be a crazy matchup in this championship game. Cause I mean, we're gonna see. But see, the issue is Ohio State didn't have anybody else. Hey, Buka, yeah. And Ohio State didn't have the quarterback. Washington, let me tell you something. Michigan, because I like the Michigan defense. I really do. But this Washington offense. But the is problem un- is, is it's not just any- Rome. No, Will that's, Johnson, that's what I'm saying. they got to get two other Will Johnsons. Bro. That's essentially what <laughs> Forget that. What about what about Westover? The tight end. Like the tight end is crazy. The tight end got range. He got range. He can catch all type of places. It is, man. I don't know if they're going to allow Will Johnson to travel with Romo Duse because Michael Penix has no problem going elsewhere. None. He has no problem finding other receivers in the receiver room. I'd just like to point out that uh, the wide receivers at Washington look real nice with uh, Marcus Freeman's choice for the wide receiver coach. Once upon once upon a time, Lucky Lefty podcast. Just thought I'd point that out. When we come back, let's talk Notre Dame getting to the playoff and making a run in 2024 based upon what we saw yesterday. Washington, Michigan. They had a classic Rose Bowl back in the 90s. And I expect them to have a classic national championship game going down to the wire. I think Washington has a record of most consecutive wins under 10 points, if I'm not mistaken. Yo, they might have to do it again. Lucky, lucky podcast. You already know. We spin it different. 